Hello, welcome to this uh, Edinburgh Bank Holiday Special of the Patriot Game. Uh, with just me and Lee this week. How's it going, man? I'm all good, I'm all good. I hope the fuck you're enjoying your lovely bank holiday over there as the rest of us have to go to work for uh, 27 hours a day. <laughs> I'm actually, I'll be honest with you, I'm an emotional wreck. Finished The Sopranos on Friday night and I haven't been able to sleep with that ending, so... Oh, did, you, did you see the last episode? Did you watch it? Yeah, we finished that on Friday night. Like, and I, I, I don't know when to see the last episode. I think everyone's like, I thought my television was broke. <laughs> were you disappointed by it? Or were, you, were you happy enough? Now, nah, obviously, that one back. You know what I mean, <sighs> I think it's because he's dead in real life. I'm like, oh, there's no chance of them bringing it back. So you have to like just accept what happened. <laughs> what a show, by the way. Oh, just exceptional. Uh, I've decided to like, take on the, the life of fucking Polly Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact about Sopranos, I don't know if you ever heard this one, but Polly, when they were doing the casting for that show, Polly in his contract basically, well, I was told this, I hope no one goes on and Googles this, and it turns out to be an absolute load of bullshit. But Polly, when he was being introduced for the, the casting for the role, he um he had it in his contract that he wasn't to be a snitch in the show. Really, yeah. Because he, well, was, he used he, to be in real life. Apparently yeah. he was a real life gangster back in the day, all right. So yeah. apparently he just had it in his contract. Do not make me uh a tout. <laughs> He'd be all right in West Belfast, wouldn't he? <laughs> well I love him. What did you think of the Saturday? Uh I thought first half of the game I was thinking this has St. Johnson written. All over it again. Um, I think we got into a taxi up to the game at about quarter to two. We got to Parkhead, maybe. No, sorry, after that, maybe they quarter past two. And I heard someone saying, Turnbull's playing again. And I, I was just, what? How is he? I, I don't want to crack into the guy, but how is it? How is it not starting for us? Um, I thought the first half was really, really slow, cumbersome again, passing the ball out. I don't know if you're really passing the ball out, but sideways passing was a lot of the, the same stuff on Saturday. It didn't really look like Creighton ending, but they made a chance. I was offside, took it really, really well. But I don't know, second half obviously was a lot better. But how did you think it was? First game, we talked about it there before we come on, mate. The first, the first half was just, it was just boring, wasn't it? Like you say, it was just sort of passive. It was sort of that same. You know, say to say passing, you know, not really trying to break lanes. Um, yeah, it was just boring. So I found myself me just flicking between different scores and stuff and couldn't really get into the game. And it was a wee bit disappointed as well. I mean, again, I'm just really annoyed by the Turnbull project still continuing. Um, I know we got us goal and stuff. Um, we took us goal well in that, but you've got Hattari on the bench. And obviously, he's just coming back from injury, so I can understand maybe just easing him back into it. But you seen the difference in the second half when he yeah. won, didn't you? He's just quality, you know. He's just a different, he's just a different player all the guy. He's someone who can create. He's someone who can break up play really well. And I think even when he's on the pitch, you know, it's sort of the rest of the players sort of pick up. You know, that you've got that wee bit of quality in there as well, and just sort of you ooze more confidence. We've got someone like that in midfield. Yeah, I don't know, like I don't know how it came across, like on the television, but you could actually feel. The energy in the stadium lifted when he came onto the pitch, and the energy in the team lifted. It, it, it's just night and day, and 
I mean, I feel I do I feel bad, like as if I like, just blame everything on Turnbull. It's not entirely his fault. That's just how he plays. But Taddy just has to play. Um, but going forward, every game he has to play, and um, hopefully settle down a bit now in terms of he didn't get a move. So I mean, he'd probably be off another January or next summer. So just enjoy him while we have. Um, I thought. I thought Johnson was really, really good again in the second half. He's a he's just a quality player, isn't he? He's massive for us in this Champions League campaign. He just he just knows he he knows that role really well, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a proper like old fashioned like fullback who just gets up and down the pitch. Absolutely, and he's just a he's a he just has an abundance of energy. Um, but just going back there, I mean the 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 the, the Taddy as well, you know. In, in terms of like the Champions League campaign, and you know you talked there about like, the transfer window being closed, and I remember saying during the during the transfer window during the summer that keeping Hattari was essential for this season because we were in the Champions League. So I'm delighted with that, mate. I'm delighted to see him still there, and if we can get, get him, you know, keep him for the rest of the season. I know we're talking about January and stuff, but if we can keep him for another year and then get massive money for him, I wouldn't be um, obviously be devastated to see him go because he's a great player, but. All in all, if you can bring a player in like that there and get the best out of him and then sell him off for a huge profit, it's good business by the club. But yeah, just moving on the other Johnson, man, what a player he and he's another one. You know, he be, he'd be another one I'd be really fearful of leaving. Um, imminently, I would say maybe the next season or two, you know, clubs will come come call for him because he had a, like he, he had a superb World Cup as well. You know, we've talked about it in that before, but also Johnson, but. When you've got someone there on that on that right side, you know you can see the difference. When he was out, and you had Tony Rallison, and no disrespect with Tony Rallison, but you're talking about a different caliber of player. It's sort of in the same sort of bracket as Turnbull and Hattari. You can just see the difference. And yeah. Again, you can just see that. You can just see that defensive lane being a lot more sort of. It looks a lot more sort of confident and a lot more better when when Johnson's in there. Yeah, better than Yanovich. <sighs> I think it's a very difficult one. I, you know, it's very easy to turn around and say, I do think he is better than Juranovic because he's a current player. Juranovic was quality and I really, really rated Juranovic. I thought he was, like, in terms of getting up and down the lane, in terms of, you know, hard challenges and, you know, knowing the game and being a being a winner for Salt Lake, I thought he was absolutely incredible. And it was very, very rarely that he gave us a bad performance. The only one I can really think of at the top of my head was maybe Abrax, sort of at the end of his, yeah. his time with us. But I think, I think Johnson's a completely different animal. I think in terms of quality, in terms of actually defending, in terms of being a rat, and in terms of going forward and creating chances, I think he's slightly better than Juranovic. Um, and like I say, that's not me being biased because he's a solid player currently. What do you think yourself? Do you think there's much in it? I, I think Johnson has... I, got, I love Juranovic. He was a great player. Um, Times found suspect a bit though in the European Cup last year so we actually we haven't seen Johnson in in the Champions League yet so we see how see how he gets on but I think yeah what you were saying about getting a move I think he's the I think he's the ideal type for um like someone in the Premier League to go and eventually get him I don't like sell the guy off already but he definitely feel like he has like he's strong he's powerful he can get up and down yeah, I think he reads the game really, really well. Positional sense, his quality. Um, I'd probably go with Alistair Johnson um, myself, but that's maybe just recency bias. Well, that's it. And the other thing as well, I mean, he's just getting back to full fitness. So, 
it'll be really interesting to see how he kicks on this season. And like I say, man, I just can't wait to see him in that Champions League campaign. He's going to be a huge, huge player for us. And just having someone there, you know, there's going to be a lot of times we're going to be under the cost defensively. So when you have him in there and you have him fully fit, you know, it's just an absolute, an absolute asset to have. Um, what did you make of the, the rest of the, the, the defensive performance? I thought Lager Bial got done really well. I thought he was all right the second half. I still think he's a bit of a nervous wreck at times. Um, I wasn't entirely... I know he probably hasn't played for ages. I couldn't tell you the last time he played for Liverpool. But I wouldn't say Nat Phillips was anything pretty special um, on Sun on Saturday. Now my, my friend was all with me from Dublin. He's a Liverpool fan. And he was he, even before the game, he was like, oh, he, he, he only is interested in just heading the ball clear, which probably might need on... Tuesday night if there's a lot of balls coming in so I think he went off didn't he, Did he like precautionary something to his ankle yeah. but Roger said he'd be playing Tuesday so it's probably like a Bielgar scales isn't it? that's the the choice to make yeah yeah um, in terms of Phillips I think he is he's an out and out defender and he's a ball winner um, so yeah I think he could be a big player against Fanner on Tuesday um, but yeah I mean, you know you're playing against Dundee so no disrespect at Dundee, but when you're playing Fanner, it's a totally different animal altogether. So, I think in, in terms of you know having Phillips in there, I think he'd be he'd be really good. He's a really good player to have in there in terms of you know ball one ability and you know just general understanding of the game. Um, but in terms of you know Lager Bial, especially in the second half, I thought he was he thought he was much more um, assured. But again, it's just sort of one of ones. Not Phillips very early on in the Celtic career, so let's hope he settles um, very, very quickly and then just kicks on here on Tuesday night. It has to be said though, just before we move on, Kyogo for Hashima. Like I know you talked there about an injury, and that's what made me think about it. You know, we said about um, Phillips being taken off as a precaution. I think Kyogo was in the same sort of thing with his shoulder. That shoulder seems to be playing up a hell of a lot, doesn't it? it was like two or three times he's been out with his shoulder, hasn't he? The first uh, was remember like last year when you when, when we were there for we beat them. Three. It was that four nil we beat them last year. Then yeah. we went off two minutes. Um, and then there was all that chat at the end of the season that he was going to have to get an in, like a sh- an operation on his shoulder. But I mean, I completely. I went to the toilet on Saturday. I went down and uh, I missed him going off. And then he came back onto the pitch and everyone was clapping. I was like, what, "What's everyone going on here? I need to get someone to explain to me that he was off the pitch for like five minutes." But he's just his energy and movement. It's just incredible. He, he was doing a bit on Saturday of the, the dropping short kind of stuff look for the ball. I was like, I thought we were finished with that now. But second half, though, he was just, he's just he's just a, a winner. He's just a match winner now. You just know he's more than likely going to get a goal, maybe like eight times out of ten matches. Um, the run, the ball from McGregor was brilliant. Everything about that goal I thought was brilliant. They, tacked, they won the ball aggressively off the Dundee guy on our right-hand side. They didn't kick the ball out because the guy went down injured because it wasn't a foul. And so keep the game going. And the ball from McGregor was perfect. And the header was just sublime. He's just unreal. When you think of Sally Freud, your life, you're always thinking of the big players, aren't you? You know, you're always thinking of your Henrik Larsen, your Lee Bumi Rab chicks, you know, your Momo Sellers. But, mate, I think we're witnessing greatness here with Kugel. Um, I think he's hit the nail on the head a few times there in terms of his movement and his goals. That's one thing. But his general movement, mate, his movement off the ball is just something that hasn't been seen as like in a very long time. You know, his understanding of the game is just absolutely incredible. And those defenders just don't know how to mark him. 
That the ball from McGregor was exquisite. The finish, the way he kept himself in the air to get on the NBA header was just absolutely incredible. It's been saying it's becoming a common theme now to see on social media that he is, you know, a lot of people are saying he is the best striker we've had since Henrik Larson. I've been saying that for the last I'm not making it out to be I've said this sort of thing, it's not what I'm planning at all. But in terms of you know, when you look at him, you look at his attributes since he's saying for Celtic, he has been absolutely sensational. And the fact that we, the, the fact that Celtic tied him down to another contract and I'll extend the contract, I think it's a remarkable piece of business. Um, I really, really do. And just going back to Alistair Johnson now as well, the very fact that we're asking, you know, about two two players in the same position, Yusuf Juranovic and Alistair Johnson, who's a better player? The fact that we replaced Yusuf Juranovic with Alistair Johnson is very yeah. telling. I think it's that is absolutely incredible. I mean, we signed him before we even released Juranovic, and that is just incredible business. But Kyogo Man is just. He is it. He is absolutely everything and you want in the player. You know, he seems like an absolute legend off the pitch, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's just got that. You know, when we had, you think about strikers over the last couple of years, goal scorers, the first one you, you think about, you know, in terms of goal scoring ability, but a bit of a lunatic was Lee Griffiths. You know, Kyogo's not going to give you that, that sort of get booked for silly challenges or be, you know, get booked for descent. He's just a goal scorer. He's just out there to work his socks off for 90 minutes. And again, <laughs> I just, uh, I just think he's a massive player for us in this Champions League campaign. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you'll see uh, Kyogo Robin from Tesco's or anything like that. So we don't think we need to worry about that happening. Uh, he's just playing in the DMs. <laughs> Fuck sick. Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's going to be massive tomorrow. You'd imagine. We're probably going to try and play on the break a bit tomorrow at times. Maybe a similar-ish style. To how we played Ibrox, you might see him playing back further up, kind of on the last man. Um, hopefully, though, with, with, if you've got a tatty on the pitch, um, we'll get kind of more play on the ball. Um, I, I think it's going to be a it's just like moving on to like talking about Tuesday. I think, but I haven't seen them, and this is purely based, you know, just on what live score tells you that they've won the last three matches like 5 1, 5 1, 6 1. So they're obviously handy enough. Um, so it's going to be a big job at the back to try and keep them out and just see what we can do. I think a draw would be a, an incredible result tomorrow. Yeah, I think they've scored 17 goals in the last three games. I think that they've played, is it Antwerp, Hernveen and Utrecht? Yeah. Yeah, so listen, there's no doubt they've obviously got goal scoring capabilities, but mate, listen, this could be, you're, you're playing the Champions League, you know, every team that you're going to be facing, they're going to have, they're going to be a threat, right? You know, Let's be completely honest about it. You know, it, in my opinion, it could be a lot worse. We go in the face of Man City or yeah. Real Madrid here on Tuesday. You know, with the fact that we're going there against Feyenoord. No disrespect to Feyenoord. You know, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. I don't think it's a given. But like you say there, in terms of the draw, man, I think a draw would be a huge result. Um, and just going back to what you're saying there, Pierce, about the, the way we're going to be set up. I think it solely depends on the team that he's going to put out. I, I, I really, really can't envisage him. And again, I don't mean to be going on here about David Turnbull, but... In terms of what we need on Tuesday, we need quality in that team. And Hatati is going to give you that quality. As well, I think O'Reilly, the last couple of weeks, I think O'Reilly as a whole under Brendan Rodgers has looked has looked really good. He has been, I thought it, his performance on Dundee was really good. Against Dundee, sorry, was really good. And yeah, I think he could be one of those sort of big game players. He's sort of more than like that sort of Stuart Armstrong vague going on at the minute. Um, and that's clearly, you know, him and Brendan Rodgers obviously working really well together. 
in terms of in terms of what way we're going to be set up, I'm not a massive fan of. Listen, you need to be sort of you know very intelligent in the in games like this in the Champions League. But do you think that Brendan Rodgers, Pierce has maybe changed his, his ethos or his way of thinking in terms of setting up because of his, his previous campaigns for us in Europe? Do you think he's going to be a wee bit more you know offensive? Do you think he's going to be like remain remain cautious? No, I think um, obviously with the first time round it was it was gone ho at times, um, but they're just wide open. Um, now, even said that, I still think the defense is is giving up a lot of chances, even in Scotland to teams. Um, Hart, Hart again actually pulled off another great save on Saturday. Um, so, but I noticed with Leicester a couple. I mean, I, I didn't really, I don't really watch the Premier League that much, and if anyone watched those games on Sunday, knows why would you watch that? Because it's dreadful. Oh. Uh, but uh, I think he did play a bit I think he was a bit different with Leicester playing against the bigger teams maybe he slightly learned or slightly changed um, he was able to he wasn't just going out like away from home say against like I don't know Man City or something like that like just going going for it so I think the I think the back five including Hart and the back four will be the same four probably that started Yes, uh, on Saturday. Um, maybe it scales a lag of Elka. It'll be either them. Um, but I'd imagine that the fact that he started scales means he probably does fancy scales. Um, Katowicz is just a massive miss. And then surely it's Tatati in for um, in the three in the middle alongside McGregor and O'Reilly. And then is it Yang out? And uh, his name's escaped me now, the new guy. The new winger in Palmer, yeah, it's definitely and he looked really good when he came on. I was actually very surprised at his physicality. He looks sort yeah, of you know, he's stocky, he's isn't he? like a wee nippy, you know, wee yeah. nippy winger. But in terms of you know, he looked very physical and he looked, he looked really good in the ball. He looked confident, confident, comfortable in the ball. So that's not a bad shoot. I think you know, you mentioned there, Cameron Carter Vickers is a huge loss. You know, so if you're going to do that, you know, we set up a style of play where you're sitting off and trying to catch some of the counter. If you have Cameron Carter Vickers or you know, it's 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 a lot more protected in a sense. You know, up against Liam Scales and maybe Lager Bialka or even I don't know. I, I I think you know. Listen, they've obviously got goal scoring ability. They scored seventeen goals in the last three games. So, so at the end of the day, you need to have a wee bit of caution when you're going to the Champions League fixtures, regardless of who it is you're playing. With that as well, it would still like us to be, you know, offensive attempts. You know, not just sitting off completely. I would like to go out and like to see Salah take the game to the fan out of teams and test them, especially in the first 15, 20 minutes. Listen, you know that you're going over the atmosphere is going to be incredible. You know it's going to be a levy as always in the Champions League, but I would like to see Salah start off, you know, in the front foot and try and just going back to last year's campaign. You know, look at the look at the way we played football under Postecoglou. Obviously, it's a totally different dynamic now under Brendan Rodgers and different stages and whatever. But when you actually you know take the game of these teams and I would expect you know these teams to look at Salah as an easy fixture. Um, I think we're the team people wanted. I'd imagine. Absolutely, you know there is that ignorance. There's that European ignorance. Listen, see to be honest with you, you talk about ignorance. Or your European record over the last couple of years has been nothing short of abysmal. But you know you're only as good as your next game. So it's essentially one. Of, it's an opportunity for Salah to go out there and, and, and get something against a against a really really good side. Um, and let's be honest about it. This this fixture could have been a hell of a lot worse. So. 
I'm not entirely confident, you know, just by the last couple of weeks. And listen, there's been a huge couple of wins the last couple of weeks. I look at Dundee on Saturday as a huge win. Every every time you get a you know a league fixture, it's, it's huge. But you know, huge win at Abrax against them. You know, so I just hope so I can carry that in. But to be honest with you, Pierce, I would like to see a better performance. I think that the performances over the last couple of weeks have been a wee bit lackluster, um, immobile in certain areas, and just sort of a wee bit passive. Um, so it's a definitely a big, big change from the beginning of last year getting into the Champions League campaign. So I really do hope Salah take again the fan out and go out and just sort of the 15, 20 minutes have a go at them and then see, you know, see if there is any sort of, see if they're weak, weak defensively and yeah, just see, just go out there and see how we get on. Oh, that's it. I mean, like, I, got, I wasn't even like, a, like deliberately setting up to be kind of defensive. I just imagined away from home they'll probably have an awful lot of the ball, so at times we're going to have to be, they're just, what's the word, uh, defensively strong is probably the, the, the ideal word for it, Um need to be able to look after what we're, like, look after that initial, I know you were talking about maybe taking the game to them in the first 15, 20 minutes, but kind of like Ibrox, I'd like to see if we can get through that first 15, 20 minutes and not doing the the typical Celtic in Europe stuff where you, you give your your two 0 down before you've even really realised you're in a game and the game's done. Um I've no real time hand or interest in heroic defeats or, or any of these kind of things. And I will be played well. You know, it's about getting the result and, and actually doing something in Europe. Um now I I'm just I know look I'm not going so I, I mean I haven't spent money going to Ireland so I'm not in a position to judge anyone going to end the games but just you talk to some people and they, like, they've more of an interest in, in the drink and the party and then going like I just want to win a game uh, or even draw a game on Tuesday night um, it's a massive game look I, they're probably the pot one team you would have you would have wanted um, but it's not I'd say we could have done with getting the fine art game maybe a couple of weeks down the line when we other players back and players up to speed so look you just have to to deal with how it's going, um, but that's hopefully you know like the performance. I don't still think performances haven't been great, like you were saying. Ironically enough, I actually thought the best we played was maybe the first fifty or sixty minutes against Wolves in that preseason trend. We looked good that day, and I thought, oh, he's cracked it here. So, look, I don't know. I don't watch Dutch football, so I, I really don't know. But if you imagine they won the league last year and PSV looked handy, so you just have to presume they're going to be at least as handy as them. Yeah, I'm pretty certain PSV have beat them this year. It could be wrong with the playing like a cup, one of the cups before the season kicks off. I'm pretty sure PSV beat them one all. Double check it. Um, but they have also got Ajax this weekend as well. So sort of the optimist in me has always sort of like thinking they've got one <laughs> one eye. Hopefully they take us for granted and have one eye on on Ajax at the weekend. But Pierce, I think you, you've you've basically just hit the nail on the head. Maybe we need to. <laughs> You do something, <laughs> some nails in the head, hey, <laughs> <laughs> but we do, mate. We, you know, it's sort of like it's an opportunity, right? We've always wanted a every single year you want to be playing the Champions League, not just for the financial aspect of it, but you know, put test yourselves against the you know the biggest teams in Europe. So, in terms of what you said there about you know getting a pot one team fan out as a team that you know we wanted, um, so. You, like you know, there's a huge difference between wanting to play a play a team and actually going out there and you know test yourselves against them and you know see what they're all about. But I think the first, like I say, the first 15, 20 minutes of the game is huge. Um, I think it would just set off and you know allow them to, allow us to come at us and with that goal scoring, you know capabilities. 
I think we'll be playing a wee bit of a dodgy game. But listen, that's why Brendan Rodgers is there. That's why he's in the 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 paid the big bucks. So I'm just hoping, you know, I'm hoping and praying that we can get some in the morning. It'd be huge that you say a draw, it'd be class. But you, it's a it's a different aspect, you know, when you're playing away from home in Europe compared to South Lake Park. I know the results over the last couple of years haven't really backed that up. But, you know, you really focus on, you know, the atmosphere to try and, you know, give you that extra mile. But obviously you're going to hear against, you're sort of going to against the unknown, aren't you, like, as well? You know, yeah. obviously Stanford are a big team, but, and they've been scoring goals recently, the last couple of weeks have been scoring goals for fun. But you just don't know what you're going up against, do you, like? No, that's it. That's probably, like, my own ignorance for not watching an awful lot of Dutch football because it's not as well you know advertised as the likes of like the Premier League or La Liga or, or even the German teams it is a bit of a an unknown so hopefully you know Rogers and the, and the rest of the coaching teams have been watching them and they'll you know it is a bit of yeah it is what you're saying like it's you don't know what to expect you can come out and they, and they could be awful or they could be like, the best team you've ever seen in your life and um, oh. I mean, we've only ever played them once in, in 1970 and lost. So it's not a really good, great record. Once every 53 years we played them. Um, was that not was that not a flip of a coin this season? No, it was the, the European Cup final. 1970, right? Yeah, so that's the only time we've played them. <laughs> well, let's hope it's the second time we play them. We'll actually fucking beat them. In terms of like your, your starting 11, go with the obviously Joe Hart. And Joe Hart has been fantastic the last couple of weeks. He has, uh, <laughs> he's, I wouldn't say surprised a lot of people. And I think it's it's not being, you know, spoiled or entailed or anything like that. Or do you want to, you know, do you want a, a goalkeeper in? And like, you know, there's massive rumours about Kevin Callagher coming in January. I think he'd be a fantastic addition to the club. I'm that like, but I really do think he will. But Joe Hart's recent performance has been quality. I think he's been showing real leadership over the last couple of weeks. So, Hopefully he brings that in against Eden tomorrow night as well. But I would maybe see a back four of um, Taylor, Legger, Bianca, possibly Skills and Johnson. Hopefully Hattati, McGregor and O'Reilly. And then your front three, would you run with Maeda, Kyogo? Um, would you go with Yang or would you go with Palma? Uh, so you're, you're, you're not playing Phillips tomorrow night? You're playing Skills? No, I'm playing Phillips. Sorry, sorry I would play Phillips. I would go with Phillips and Legger, Bianca. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably... It's... Any toss for coin, isn't it? Between scales and Lagabialka, um, see what he does. That's the only one, isn't it? Um, Yang, or oh, oh, I cannot remember what Palmer. Uh, the only thing about um, when he brought him on on Saturday, Taddy, or not Taddy, made a change to the other side of the pitch. He went on the right wing. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near as effective on the right wing, so it's probably. If you're playing it for that reason, and I'm, look, I'm not Maeda's biggest fan, but if you've got to imagine that it's going to be one of those nights where you need to get up the pitch sometimes with the ball, probably play him on the left wing, which means Yang or Palma. Uh, I saw a lot of people were kind of having a go up Yang on Saturday. I thought, look, not everything he did try to come off, and I feel like sometimes maybe he's just, he's just over trying to try and do something or like beat a man or do a skill, and sometimes you just need to. You don't need to try and like do a Cruyff turn on the ball all the time. You just play it off. Hopefully, just with games that'll come to him. And he'll just calm down. But I mean, you've bought a guy for three and a half million quid. I think he scored and had an assist for Honduras in his qualifiers last week. Um, I'm, the only reason I presume he didn't play on Saturday was he probably got back from them then on like Friday, so it would have been knackered. So what did he get? 25, 30 minutes. Yes. I'd stick him in. I'd stick him in on tomorrow, and he just 
you might as well. You've got him. You've bought. You paid money for him. So he, he's he's effectively the the Jota replacement. So yeah. if, you, if 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 you can't if you can't trust him now, then why why have you got him? So you, I I yeah. I'd plan. Absolutely, he's got his chance now with sort of Abada being injured as well. You mentioned my error, Pierce. I think my is massive this morning. I think in in terms of his work rate, his work off the ball, I think he'd be huge. Um, so yeah, I was obviously going my from the very start. Yeah. I think he's. I think as in terms of you know his goal scoring ability and you know chance creation, it's not you know overly eye catching to say. But in terms of his like his, like I say, his work rate on that way on that side, he, it's very very effective. And you know, listen, you know what way on his that's going to set up. He's going to be set up to you know attack Celtic. So if we can you know support, just think Taylor needs that extra bit of support there. We might at times if he gets caught out. Um. Did you actually see his comments today about Rangers? He says, you know, we was asked about Rangers, the difference between Celtic Rangers, and he says it's totally different, something like a totally different animal. Did it? I said something along the lines of over the last decade, Celtic have been the much superior side. So, <laughs> lovely wee dig at them. It's absolutely beautiful. I wonder what Michael Moulds be saying about that one. Uh, well, if the referee did his job, they'd, uh, they'd be top of the league. And what's his face? Uh, Kima Roof would have had two goals in two games. Uh, how pathetic is he? Like, I mean, see in terms of, I think I've mentioned this on here before, but see in terms of the, their managers, he's the most annoying. Yeah, he his is. Boy, yeah. His tone is, he's got like that sort of argument, that ignorance vibe going on. It's like, he has do you that, know what yeah. I mean? He has that, I don't know, he has that, you know, that annoying English guy at the pool on holidays, that kind of vibe, you know, <laughs> with, with, with his Union Jack tell and then you just look at him like i hate you you know that, that guy oh, he is definitely the guy that packs baguettes for the beach <laughs> doesn't he like he does definitely fucking does his wife doesn't let him have a drink on holidays he's sneaking in the bathroom for tens of san miguel <laughs> annoying yeah. prick but it's just funny when you have to see him coming out and you know having to say those things and you'll just never never learn it's all about speaking it's all about talking um but the same has to be said here about Sally Pierce in this game of morning. It's a huge game. It's always class to be back in the Champions League against, like we say, against massive European competition. So, just really looking forward to it, man. When I say looking forward to it, the, the, the back of the sofa is going to taste absolutely glorious tomorrow morning. I've got to say, yeah. Um, got the big pillows all set up. Um, I think the beauty of it being at, 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 at quarter, eight, or eight o'clock until like half five, is that at least if it's off, we can just go to bed after and then the half five ones you've got to like stew for the rest of the evening on a, on a defeat. They're they're grim. Um, yeah, I think it takes the team should pick itself, shouldn't it? In terms of I can imagine the only choice you should have to make is probably Yang or Palmer, and then maybe like Scales or Lagabielka. Everyone else should look after themselves, including Atati being in. Um, I know we're saying a draw, but what what's your actual prediction? <laughs> <laughs> Pierce said to you, see me that I was winning the fucker already, you know. Um listen, it's gonna be a different it's gonna be a difficult fixer. There's no ifs, buts or maybes. I think we're up against a team who are in fine form. You know, you can look at their opposition all they want. You know, our opposition on Saturday was relatively poor in Dundee and we scored a couple of goals against them. Um one thing I'll say is mate, I think our performances need to improve drastically, especially up against these big teams. I think sort of the last couple of weeks, maybe Rangers to say was sort of, you know, we've been sort of just getting over the getting over the lane. Um, you can still sort of say it's still early on in, in Brendan Rodgers' second tenure, and I get that 
but you know with Celtic, it's all about that style of playing. It's all about you know going out there and you know putting in fantastic performances. I think it's a massive game for Rogers to do. I think it's going to be. It's a big statement to see where exactly we're at right now. Yeah. You know, you can look at this as like you know, Cameron Carter Vickers is missing huge, huge loss, but that's football. You're always going to be out certain massive players at times. So the onus is on the players out to go and deliver a performance. But Pierce, I really do think we need to improve our performance. I think if we're if we're lackluster and slow and passive against a team like Fanner, we could be picked off very, very easy, especially with that goal goal scoring threat. Um, but I think if 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 Celtic show up. You know, if we go out there in the first, I think again, like every most most games, the first 15, 20 minutes are crucial. I think if Sally can settle into the game nice and easy, or sorry, nice and early, um, get an early goal, then anything can happen. My prediction, and this isn't with a green tinted uh, bass glasses on, I'm going to go for a 2 1 Celtic win. Jesus, I would not. I would bait every fucking body part off, Fred, to be honest with you. <laughs> every body part. Is that what going, Tony, obviously? Oh, pfft, obviously not, no. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. Uh, I've got like two scenarios playing out in my, in my mind. One is where we just do the, the, the Celtic away in Europe and you're 2-0 down after like 20 minutes. You've given away like, a, a stupid penalty and a, and a goal f- from nothing uh, and the game's done. And then or else we just put a proper like massive, massive performance in and I'd, you'd walk away with nil all right now. I, I'd be amazed though if they didn't score. So I, I think we have to score because they're going to score. I think that's yeah. And then you're spot on. It's been a big one for Rogers. Um, I mean, he left last time because he said he couldn't take a team. Basically, he was saying he couldn't do any more with with, with a team. Um, yeah, I, we haven't exactly got the stars alight, so it, it's a big one tomorrow. Um, I'm trying not to be myself. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, fuck it, get it out of you, get it out of your system. I wouldn't be surprised if we got beaten 2 1. Oh, <laughs> that is honestly, that's like a rusty blade for my fucking heart. You think that's bad? Wait till you see my predictions for Saturday against Livingston. I won't sleep. <laughs> oh, Jesus, move it on, move it on. Huge <laughs> little weeks here, Pierce. Difficult run of fixtures coming up. Um, I think you know one player I'm thinking about for tomorrow night, and it, it sort of eases me, eases my nerves a wee bit. That's Kyogo. I do think that we have a player there with European prowess. I think he can be that player. I think he can you know produce that wee bit of magic in it. Um, or sorry, tomorrow night, and basically when you've got players like that in your team, you're always hopeful. I mean, I, I look at the Spaniard Celtic team. Or okay, look at the, the centre back partnership of Lager Bialk and Phillips, and you're going right, maybe two untested players. Nafos obviously has more experience than Lager Bialga. That's a huge, huge, huge position tomorrow night. But in terms of the, our midfield, if we go with Hattari, O'Reilly and McGregor, that's a dangerous three. And then, you know, obviously you've got Kugo up early in the lane. So I do, mate, I do think we've got the players in there to cause um, a wee bit of damage tomorrow night. And I'm just remaining very hopeful. Um, like I said, Celtic in Europe and anything can happen. But... Anything. I think we need to get over this whole fucking, you know, just going away trips and like I'm going to Madrid. All right, it's going to be a booze up. It's going to be plenty, you know, plenty of crack. But ultimately, you want to go over and get results, right? You want to start competing in Europe and sort of get back to those days where Celtic Park was sort of, you know, feared. We're putting big teams like AC Milan and Barcelona to the sword. So obviously, the financial golf and it's it's obviously a lot more larger now compared to what it was maybe 15, 20 years ago. But 
you're playing against Feyenoord, let's be completely honest about it, it's a great opportunity to try and register some points in the first game of the campaign. So I'm just remaining hopeful. And like I say, if Kyogo's on the pitch, and I'm, I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Well, that would be magical. Um, look, something to enjoy, you know. You might as well. There's no, there's no point being like me and getting worried about it. You might as well just look forward to it. <laughs> and try not to think about it, man. That's my going forward. There is this season. I can't keep doing what I was doing the last couple of years, man. Look at my hurling. My hurling. My fringe, man, used to be two inches off my eyebrows. Look at an eye, look. My fucking fringe starts at the back of my neck. So I blame uh, Saldic and energy drinks on that. Pierce, it's been absolutely incredible, mate. As always, talking about Saldic and, you know, reviewing Dundee. Oh, God, it was one of them games where you can't really go in depth about it. Um, but I think we'll cover all bases and we covered Cuba oh. for... Actually, I think that's the only thing, big thing that we need to talk about. Tomorrow night's a massive night, man. It's a, it's a huge... Obviously, the first game of the European campaign for the season, so... Like I said, it's a real test for Brian Rodgers, a real test for Salah to see where we stand. Yeah, that's it. Look, just look forward to it and hopefully we get a result of any kind. And ends with us on at least one point is a, is a success. Yeah, I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be all right. I think there's going to be a bit of cool magic and it's going to see his, see his Rodgers for some points on the board. Pierce, as always, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. All things Salah. We'll be back again for the reactionary podcast. Let's hope it's a positive reactionary podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be me here by myself. Um, but yeah, I hope you've really enjoyed this show as always. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to those who do. <laughs> Pierce, I'll chat to you very soon, my man. Right, talk to you. Bye-bye. All the best, mate. Enjoy. <laughs>